Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Off Grid Pros Podcast. How are we doing, Keneally? Fantastic. Cool. It's been a little while. Um, when was the last time? Uh, the last time an episode came out was right before Thanksgiving slash Black Friday. So yeah. what is today? It's, so this episode's coming out December 15th. So it's been a couple weeks. Um, we decided, you know, we deserve it. Takes Take a little bit of time off um, slash not do a podcast for a little bit. Um, and so that that episode was all about some some off-grid products um, that make living off-grid super easy, something that you don't have to necessarily build yourself. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, go check it out. Um, and again, this is, what is this, episode six of season two? So we're pretty deep in this thing. It's a 16th episode. Um, and it numbers just keep growing. You know, even yeah. taking a couple of weeks off, they just keep going, keep on going up. Yeah, we're getting famouser and famouser. Mm, nice. Um, <laughs> can't wait to be stopped on the on the streets. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and since they know what our faces look like on a podcast, <laughs> they know what my face looks like if they watch our yep. one crappy YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> Their production value was crap. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, all right. So today we are talking about retiring off grid. Um, so I think retiring one is scary enough in terms of like saving for it and being ready for it. Um, but then retiring off grid to me personally sounds a little bit more intimidating. Uh but I don't know. What what are your thoughts about that, Keneally? I, I know it's popular. We have several customers that are definitely retirees. Um, and is it, is it like they know. went from, from grid tied to retired off-grid or they lived in an off-grid house and then they just retired? I think it's a bit of both. Um, some of the elderly customers that we have, I know um, a lot of them are business owners like in California. And they decided to move out to the middle of nowhere, Arizona. To retire. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. If I think it would be of, scary. Money. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I guess when I think of retirement, I just think of like heart attacks and hospital trips and broken hips. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not so terrible of a situation. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can be one of those like really young rich people that's like, you know, 30, 40 yeah. retiring, and you can just go chill off grid for. 30 40 50 years whatever based we, on how old you are i there there must be there's some i i was at an off off grid uh site a few weeks ago maybe a month ago replacing a battery bag and uh the customer came to the door i was like holy moly you look like you're like 20 Really? Yeah, I mean, realistically, he was probably in his early 30s or maybe even late 20s. He was shockingly young, though. Like most off-grid customers in this area are, tend to be 40 plus years old. A lot yeah. of I would venture to say more of them are 50 plus years old. And, yeah, uh, yeah. He had a nice house. Um, I I wanted to ask him what he did for a living. You know, I assume he's just working from home. But I mean, it's like more it was like i don't know 9 30 in the morning on a tuesday or something the dude was just chilling in his pajamas so 
I actually came across a video series where um, this guy just walks up to random people. I think I, I want to say it's probably in Hollywood where he's just like going up to people that are in crazy nice cars and just says, what do you do for a living? And mm. I'm, I'm all about that. I just want to start asking people what they do for a living. Cause I'm so interested to know what the rich people are doing and how can I do that I so know. that I can be like them. I know from my short stint working in banking, I, I would say that the wealthiest people that I knew were uh, business owners, um, in partic- yep. particularly uh, doctors and dentists who owned their own practice, were were the wealthier yeah. people, and people that owned yeah. gas stations <laughs> with Oddly added enough. car washes. <laughs> yep <laughs> yep um which is interesting because i feel like a lot of people in 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 the world are like if you're rich you have all these um uh like big lavish things but what people don't realize i guess is that you there's lots of people that are millionaires technically millionaires that are you know they they're a millionaire because they own a business, not necessarily because they've got, you know, a million dollars in cash, but they've got money in, sure. invested in business and, and in other businesses, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I feel like that's just something people don't really realize when they think a millionaire, they're like, Oh, they have like a million dollars in cash, but like, that's yeah. not how it works. So it's your net worth. I, I think there's yeah, plenty your... of off grid yeah, millionaires because of their investments. Oh, totally. I, um, I can think of a handful right now uh, that are our current customers that are definitely millionaires. Um, yep. Yeah, I would. I would. I read a. I read an interesting book once. Um, the was it the Millionaire Next Door? <laughs> yeah, a millionaire. Yeah, the Millionaire Next Door, something like that. I would. I would recommend reading that. It's like it's like an expose of of just like the average millionaire. They did like this case study. And they wrote a book about it. It's like extremely interesting. I mean, if you think about it, like getting your you just have to be smart with your money. I mean, you don't have necessarily have yeah. to like make tons and tons of money. I mean, it definitely helps, yeah. but like you can be a millionaire just by being smart with your money. So, but Absolutely. like for for today, the, our fun fact is um, for someone who worked all of their adult life at average earnings and retires at the age of sixty five. Um, social security benefits replace only about 40% of their past earnings. So I feel like, so like social security is a, is a touchy subject for young people. <laughs> Cause they're like, I don't know if I'll have that later on, but, but yeah, for those that, that do have social security, it's, it, I feel like a lot of them might not realize that it only covers 40%. But who knows? Yeah. Some I didn't even realize it was that high. I I I did not know that until I looked it up, and I feel like it's a lot of people are like, "Oh, I've got Social Security, I'll be fine." No, especially I mean, living off grid doesn't mean that you don't have expenses. Living off grid, you're still paying for a bunch of different stuff, which we're going to go over. But it's you can't just rely on. I I think it's a bad idea to rely on one source of income in general. Um, yeah. but it's, it's, uh, a bad idea to rely on one source of retirement income as well. So if you've got social security, you should have other stuff. So like, 
I've got on here for most uh, for most Americans, one point seven million dollars is the magic retirement number. Um, is that per person? Which is you know, I'm pretty sure because it's just like you're tr- you're trying to cover all of your expenses. Well, I guess so. Here's the thing: is if you're retiring, you've you've most likely got investments. I mean, it depends on how you're living off grid. If you're living completely off grid where you you're not connected to anything, even with like bank accounts and stuff, and you're just holding a whole bunch of cash, that's a different story. But if you are living off grid, but you still have, you know, bank accounts, cell phone, internet access, all that kind of stuff, you probably have investments and those investments are still making you money. And the idea is to be able to still live off of what the money, what those investments are making you. Um, and so I, I don't know if 1.7 million is the total, I guess, that you would earn over that time, or if it's like going into retirement, you have to have 1.7 million and then still making money off those investments. I'm not totally sure. Yeah, did that number varies too, depending on where you read it or where you're reading, getting your information from. But I've never read a number lower than a yeah. million, and obviously like where you live and all that kind of sure. stuff. Yeah, you're like you're not retiring in California with 1.7 million. Yeah, no, not unless everything unless you live in the desert and you don't have a house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I think I think that I think that means like net worth. Like you, you have one point seven million ish in, you know, equity investments. You know, stocks, bonds. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because you've you've got to. It's like I said, you need to have stuff you need to have money coming from multiple different places to, I guess, feel totally comfortable because, you know, if something, if, if social security wasn't there, it's like, okay, well, I've still got money coming in from, from these investments or from my business that I own or something like that, you know, just to help take care of rental property. Yeah. Rental properties, um, that kind of stuff. But in terms of costs that you're going to have to take care of while you're living off grid is the obvious stuff. So like your house, so if you haven't paid off your house, you're still going to have that. Or if you're paying off your land or maintaining your house and your land, um, food and water, uh, unless you, you know, you're like farming or anything like that. Um, vehicle expenses, repairs, getting a new vehicle, that kind of stuff. Insurances, especially if you're retiring, then you're probably p- paying more in insurance um, and more in medical bills. So it's a good idea. That, that's probably one of your biggest expenses. And then I think the biggest one might be the investment in the solar. If you had done, if you're just moving off grid for the first time is getting that solar set up for you. Um, just because and the maintenance on it too, you yeah, know, you got to think with and batteries and your, your generator, if you have wind power, your turbine, uh, yeah. these things are all expenses that most people don't have to deal with if they're grid tied. Yeah. So I think that's the thing about it too, is that people don't necessarily think they're like, Oh, I'm living off grid. I'm not paying for electricity. It's like, well, no, you're, you're going to be paying a lot for electricity, especially yeah. and, and it all just depends on what you get, you know, and who installs mm-hmm. it. And if they do it correctly. And if, you know, if you're getting a system that requires much more maintenance and you don't maintain it, then you're going to end up paying a lot more. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, sure. The electricity is technically free. Yeah. It's coming from the sky. Yep. It's just like harnessing it, using it, storing it. Yep. That that's that's where it gets expensive. Yeah. You know. And if you mess it up, then it 
gets more expensive. Yeah. And, and they will. Can you get insurance on an off grid solar system? You can on the system itself or like homeowners insurance on the system itself. I don't think so. Hmm. If anybody's out there, that's an insurance person and, uh, in, and I'm wrong, feel free to email us at info at shop off grid, uh, com. I, I am. I know that you can insure the home. I just don't know if you can insure the 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 solar equipment itself. Yeah, I wonder if that can just be like an added line item on the on the solar, or I guess on the home is adding in that off grid solar. I don't know if that's a risk that an insurance company would want to take. The premiums on that would have to be through the roof for it to be worth it. Because I mean, look how many service call issues yeah. we deal with. So imagine if trying to funnel that through an insurance claim every time that would be a nightmare. Yeah. So I guess just put money away and, and save it for a rainy day for for your off grid system because you're you're not going to get around maintaining it or paying to maintain it either way. Uh, it just depends on how much, um, and I think a lot of that comes down to maintenance and just taking care of it yourself as much as you possibly can. So yeah, that emergency fund. You know, everybody, I'm sure everybody's heard that you need to have an emergency fund of three to six months or whatever the mm-hmm. number is from whatever financial advisor you're getting that from. But um, with off grid, I would I would double whatever emergency fund you would normally yeah. have. I would double I would double that. Yeah, I was, th- um, I was thinking maybe like a full year of of funds. And totally. Thinking of like how much does your system cost and how much would it cost to fix these different things or replace batteries and all that kind of stuff because you're thinking about a lot more than just maintaining your house so i was it's funny that we're talking about this episode i had a retired off person who lived off grid call me today and um in his batteries his batteries are 15 years old and and they're they're just on their way out and and he was asking me if i could come out and take a look at them and i'm like i honestly would feel bad charging you to go out there to look at your batteries they're 15 years old i know they're bad so i'm gonna drive out there to tell you what i already know um, but then, you know, I, f- I feel bad. I get these calls a lot. And he's like, I, I don't have the money to replace the batteries. And like, and they asking if, if we do like a payment program. And I'm mean, like, we'll do like layaway. But I mean, I can't give you $8,000 worth of batteries and hope that you pay. Yeah. So then we get we get that it's it's unfortunate. So yeah, that's, that's something people need to realize if they're going to be retiring off grid, like, you're gonna have to set some money aside because I feel bad for these people, but I mean, you, you can't give them stuff for free and hope they pay. Like they're, you know, I just imagine at night they're sitting there just with no power on, you know, the batteries are dead, you know, or they're running their generator all night long. That's just loud and annoying. Yeah. It's just something to think about. Yeah. So I know the thing that we talk about a lot is that you do need to have a generator living off grid with your solar array. Um, just so you know, you've got either a generator or a solar power station, um, just so you can, you know, run those essential loads. But it's like, in other words of backup, you need to have money that is just dedicated to this kind of stuff. So it's like, I am not touching this money whatsoever, unless I absolutely need to. And that's just something I think most people in general struggle with is that they're like, I want to spend it on this. (laughs) You know, or they just, I don't know. Maybe people just like don't live frugally enough, but I think that's, I think that's, um, it's more common for off gridders to, to live within their means in general. So I think they're probably better off financially than most people. Cause they kind of think about that a little bit more and they end up paying cash for stuff a lot more mm-hmm. than, than somebody that 
lives in a grid tight home. So totally. Yeah. And then, uh, okay. So we've got our trivia. Um, so as always, I'm going to ask Kanaley this, and then we're going to take our break and then, bef- and then he's going to answer it after the, after the break. Are you ready? Kanaley? Ready. All right. So this is in the United States. What is the average age of a retiree? And the, uh, the options are 61, 65, 67, and 70. Okay. Okay. Now, I think I have the right answer, but I, who knows? Who knows? What? <laughs> I have the answer that the internet told me. And we're going okay. to find that out right after our break. And we are back. Okay, Keneally, before we took our break, the question was, in the United States, what is the average age of a retiree? 61, 65, 67, or 70? Okay, so... My my gut initially says 70, and that is because I feel that most people don't think about retirement until it's way too late, and they end up working as late as they possibly can. But I also saw you add 70 <laughs> when, you were, uh, when you were writing this you trivia question. So I am cheating a little bit. I, I'm going to go with 67. I think the number is still pretty high, but I'm going with 67. Well, according to the internet, um, you are wrong. The average age, okay, sixty-one. Wow, how is that possible? That's the opposite way that I would think it would have been. I know. I feel. I don't know. I feel like maybe it's. I. Uh, the I feel like people are, maybe, I guess technically retiring you know but not fully retiring you know what i'm saying like where it's like retired but they still work part-time yeah like retired from the job that they were doing for a really long time like their career style job and then they'll do stuff here and there you know that's not necessarily what they were doing um just to get a few bucks here and there i don't know that seems really early to me yeah. But that's what I, that's what the interwebs told me. So I can't I can't fault can't t- say it's no. It's, it's can't say it's wrong. I'm sure they got that data from somewhere. I'm sure that's not some arbitrary number. I know. Yeah, it said like what people like so like when people are, you know, getting benefits and stuff, generally it's you know, around the sixty five age range, you know, right. sixty three, sixty four, sixty five, whatever. And then it's but it was like but despite that, most people or are retiring or the average age of retirees is 61. Yeah. And I think, is- uh, I think in like your, your, your IRAs, you have to start, you have to start taking the minimum, uh, required amount, uh, out at, I think it's 65. I thought it was, I think it was like 63 and a half is when you're allowed to was it touch it without a- penalty allowed to touch it. No, but there's a, there's an age where you have to withdraw. 
at some oh, point. Oh, you can't just leave it all in there? No, no. You have yeah. to I think it's called an RMD, um, required minimum deposit or something like that. You have to, mm. yeah, you got to take, you got to start taking a little bit of money out. I mean, you could can take, you take it, it out and then immediately put it back in. That's a great question. I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I can't I imagine they're going to be like, no, stop investing. You know, like, <laughs> I think you can. Yeah. Because I don't think there's an age where you, yeah, they, they, they don't, there's never a, a stopping point where they're like, you cannot invest anymore. So yeah, I think you could take it out and put it right back in. Yeah. So then that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know who makes up rules like that. That's, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that seems weird to me. Like, uh, why would they want you to take your investments out? That seems strange to me. I, I don't know. I gotta start saying I've gotta stop saying random things that I know partially and don't have any more information on. <laughs> I'm so far I know quite a bit about IRAs and stuff, but I that that part I just it I'm not it's not enough to commit to memory because I'm nowhere near sixty something. So but I do want to retire by thirty seven. Well, that would be what is that, in like a month? In three years? Wow. Yeah. Well, uh do you have one point seven million dollars? Nah, I got seven bucks though. I got one point seven bucks. <laughs> More than I got. I'm jealous. Um okay. So we're gonna do our uh, our little quick uh, good things segment real quick. Um and then we'll talk some more about retiring and, and all that kind of stuff. All right, Keneally, what is your good thing for this week? Uh, again, I had to think this up last minute, so I'm going to go with the only thing that I can think that's that's been pretty cool this week is uh, me and my friends and wife decided we started planning a next big vacation. We try to go, try to get out of the country once a year, and, which uh, is a bold thing to do in 2020. Bold well, we're planning about we're skipping 2021. Normally, we would have normally we would have hashed this out and had it done uh you know planning for like march but we're anticipating not being able to travel this year so it's for 2022 but uh when when in 2022 oh i think we're trying we're trying to do summer in vienna so heck yeah you know what you should do is christmas in austria because they do christmas markets oh my gosh that looks like the most amazing thing yeah yeah I don't know why we decided on summer because literally the thing that drew us in is we started looking at YouTube videos of like the Austrian Alps or, you know, like the the countryside and like Switzerland too. We're planning on going to both of those places. But it's like, it's like a winter wonderland. But for some reason we decided we wanted to go in summer. You can learn all about uh, a country or even like a, a specific region or city through a couple of different things through Expedia videos on YouTube. So if you haven't watched those, you should watch those. Um, and then, so they'll do like a Salzburg or a Vienna. And then the other one is, is Rick Steves. Do you know him? Rick Steves? No. Yeah. He has, oh God, I, I hate him because I'm not him. He is the goofiest guy and he just travels all over Europe making videos about every place in Europe. Like the most obscure place to all the way to like Rome. Like it's, it's crazy. And he just does it. And that's his whole life is, is making videos and taking people on trips. And well, that it, sounds fantastic. We're in the wrong, I know. Wrong industry. I'm like, how do I do that? I want to do that. He looks so, like a goober. 
Looks like a yeah, big old he's, goober. He's got his his slacks and his and his collared shirt for every video, no matter if he's like hiking up the Alps or. <laughs> this looks like ev- this looks like every person's dad. Yeah, he's incredible, and he's and he's just so funny too. It it his videos are great, but I'll yeah, he does all, does it for all that stuff. So if you want to learn about Salzburg and Vienna, he's got them, and so does Expedia videos. I love those. Will do. Uh, and then, okay, so my good thing, I guess it's not necessarily, it hasn't happened yet, but it's uh, on Saturday is my birthday. So that's my, I guess, good thing for the week. Um, I'm getting really freaking old. Um, what are you, 25 or 26? I'll be turning 26. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh, man. Getting, I've gotten coming. to that point. Oh, God, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't a birthday is just sad to think about almost because I'm yeah. like I got past the point of all the cool things you get for <laughs> for each birthday. Twenty five was, you know, not paying extra to rent a car. Yeah. Yeah. And, there's uh, nothing there's nothing to look forward to now. Yeah. Now it's just like I don't nothing. I just yep. get get sadder and sadder. <laughs> but who knows? I just maybe, expect maybe, death every year now. <laughs> after 30 i just gave up i just assumed oh yeah and then the whole thing of like paying health insurance all that's that's a great thing uh i now have to i was on my dad's insurance all the way up because up through 26 you know they that's when that's when you get cut off oh. so now uh now i pay my own health insurance and that's exciting oh, it's a like whole a real nine, that whole like a real person bucks? yeah i think it's like 80 bucks well it covers lots of different stuff it's like health accident dental vision all that kind of stuff so i don't know which company is that through is that through your the the singing company or or the solar company okay yeah yeah that's through them because it's because i'm i'm full-time there so i I did it straight through them yeah but yeah that's my that's my positive thing good i'm a it's my birthday on a Saturday, so you know I can party. That'll be fun. Which means stay up to nine o'clock and then fall asleep. <laughs> yep, you're already watching watching Survivor. Face. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Literally, my girlfriend and I just started watching Survivor like last weekend, and we've already watched two seasons. Like Survivor. I don't, there's like forty seasons. Like if you need Is that the one a stuck on the island. Yeah. Do you not know about Survivor? What are you doing? No. Oh my god. They literally so they set them on an island, and I I've heard that they've they've made it a lot easier in recent years. There's like 40 seasons, and but it's you know competitions, but also living in the wilderness. It's fantastic, and then wow. they vote each other out, which is great. The drama is amazing. So, um, so if you guys need a TV show to watch, they have all all the seasons on Hulu. So, go check that out. Thanks, Survivor, for being a sponsor. I feel like that's something somebody would have said maybe a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> Go check out Survivor. It's so good, though. I'm so glad that I started watching it. I say that, but I'm just, I'm just, I, I've, I've been just binging MasterChef also yeah. on Hulu. I love cooking shows, too. So I'm no better. I'm watching yep. MasterChef from 2008. <laughs> uh, love it. All right. Anyway. So back to retiring. Back to the subject. Right. So how <laughs> does somebody retire? Kennelly, talk to us a little bit about a Roth IRA. What 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 is that? Oh boy. 
this is going to be riveting. Roth, Roth IRA, off grid. Yeah, it's but that's the most. Uh, it's the most. Uh, it's the rather the best investment tool right now, unless you're rich. I think if you make over like a hundred. Hundred and seventy-five thousand or something. If you're married, you can't get a Roth because you're balling too hard. <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's just an investment vehicle. It grows tax-free. So yeah, I think that's a, the, the best part about it is that it's like it's tax-free unless you take money out um, before. Yeah, yeah. Prior. So if yeah. you're putting money into it, then it's like you can take out the money that you've invested, but you you get taxed on the stuff that you made on it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's this whole like group on Reddit called they're like fire. It's the fire financial independence yep. retire yep. early uh, group. And they, man, they, their whole thing is like eat ramen, <laughs> uh, yeah. have lower your bills, just dump all of your money into a Roth, and then just stack cash for several years and then go retire off grid. That kind of sounds really not fun. You're just going to sit there all day, every it's, day. It's almost doing like nothing. suck. Eating ramen. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, apparently it's just like you suck for five years. You can't go out. You don't have any fun. You know, you're piled into a one bedroom apartment with your wife yep. or whatever. And, uh, yeah, and then and then you go buy an RV. You amass, you know, like a million bucks, and then you just go get an RV and yeah. live off grid for foreseeable future. But yeah, so that's one way. Another way a lot of people do uh, save for retirement is through four hundred one k. If your company offers, yeah, I think it. the the thing with the four hundred one k is that you should do it up until the amount that they'll match. Yeah, just do that. Yeah, yeah don't so go, go to what the yeah. the amount they'll match, and then you know. Obviously, max out your Roth if you can, which is six thousand dollars in a year, unless you're starting. What is it like fifty with a Roth? Yeah, I think it goes. I think it goes up. Yeah, to like you can put seven thousand at a certain at, age. Yeah. yeah, later on you can do seven. But if you're if you're doing it before, I, I want to say fifty. I'm not positive. You can do six thousand. Um, the big thing is, yeah, it is, is living within your means. So that's obvious. Is not going crazy. So we are actually just talking about credit cards right before um right before starting the episode and i think the thing is that credit cards are really great for obviously building your credit which you'll need especially if you're going to purchase a home or you need to finance your solar array you'll need good credit to be able to do that kind of stuff um and so but people get carried away with credit cards and they end up spending way too much and then not being able to pay that so big thing living within your means i've read it in a lot of places as well is that you should spend a max of 30 percent of your income on house related expenses i think that would be your gross income that that number fluctuates too depending on who's giving you the financial advice but yeah the rule of the rule of thumb there is between 25 and 30 percent i like to spend like two percent of your income yeah i did the math earlier this year i'm at like 18 that's a dream on yeah, on my house. And then like I I force myself to feel broke. And I, <laughs> yeah. I do that by I do I do that by funneling I do automatic investing yep. in just like several yep. different accounts. So like when, yeah, when I get paid, my yeah. money just leaves. And uh and it I just I just send it out there and like 
Yeah. Go on, you dollar. Go, go yeah. bring back more dollars. You know, come back with yeah. that freaking friends. I've got, I've got a an ally <laughs> bank account, which is, it, it's, I like it a lot, but they're making me mad because it's supposed to be a high in uh, interest rate account, but they keep lowering it, and I'm like, stop it, stop doing that. What, like a checking account? Like they're paying yeah, you no, it's a savings account. So it's a higher high interest savings. Account. Oh, okay. And it started off at like I want to say maybe one point five percent, something like that. AP APY. Uh, it's not even. And then inflation. now it's all the way down to like point five. And I'm like, y'all are. Yeah, you need to. Yeah. Get stop get a money doing market that. account if you're gonna try to. Save. So, but the the thing that's nice about that is that they have. Uh, like different buckets you can throw your money into. So if you're just trying to save for like a vacation or something, you know, real quick or whatever, you can just automatically put it in there and it'll start distributing it for you. So, but that's that, that whole thing of living 30%, um, having a house or house, um, related expenses, try and stay around that 30% or lower, you know, 10% is great too. Um, and then yeah. another thing that I, that I think is, is interesting that people could consider. And I mean, I guess it just depends on where you are um, and what opportunities are available to you, but working a job that pays you based on results and not so much the time you put into it, I think is, is a good thing. Um, I mean, it's awesome if you have a job that pays you $200,000 a year and that's, that's your salary, then that's, that's fantastic. But if you have another, if you have an opportunity to have a job that pays you on, on, what you do, I think that's a good idea too. So, I mean, it just depends on what your skill sets are and what what opportunities are available. But, or you could have a job like this one that yeah, doesn't that's pay at too. all. Get a job that doesn't pay, you and then you can just live for free in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there we do we have coworkers at Prometheus that have a zero percent house related expenses because they yep. live off grid. Yep. Meaning that they don't have a mortgage. I mean, there's expenses as yeah. we talked about earlier, but like they're not paying, you know, a $1,500 mortgage yep. every month. Shoot. We have one guy. We had him on the podcast, Derek. He paid seven grand for his house. Yeah, because that's a tiny house. Clear. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch of different ways you can go yeah. about saving money. Living living expenses. I think one of the the biggest things about going into retirement specifically, especially off grid, is doing it debt free, um, or as much as possible. Why? Just because I think the fact that you can go, it if you're not paying anything for debt that you have accrued, it's going to help you tremendously. That you're not. It's not another added expense, especially when you have added costs coming in of like let me maintain my solar, maintain generators that kind of stuff i think it's just like in general life is try and go into retirement debt free as much as possible i I love that one that one's my favorite um tidbit of personal finance advice that i like to argue with people on um do you like to have lots of debt there's like the dave ramsey school um i i am I am a fan of leveraging. Debt. Well, Dave Ramsey is all just zero, zero debt, all cash, everything, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Very aggressive. When I'm bored, I'll, I'll go, I'll go onto like the Dave Ramsey Facebook, and uh, I'll make sure like if you sort by new, so it's like brand new posts. Um, when he says anything debt 
related, um, I comment and I just say, yeah, and make sure you get, you know, a good credit score and learn how to use your credit cards yep. wisely. <laughs> just because it, it drives people nuts. <laughs> I immediately just get hammered with, nope, you're stupid. Uh, but no, it's not a terrible idea. So it's, 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 it all depends on your risk. Yeah. Um, your risk level. Like if you're risk averse, stay away from debt. If you're not so risk averse and you're willing to take a little bit of uh, um, take a risk, you know, you get in debt to create an income stream. Yep. So, yeah. And then the, for example, to start this business, we, we put Ryan into a bunch. Yeah. of <laughs> Thanks Ryan. Thanks for that. <laughs> and then uh, the, I think the, yeah. the biggest thing like we've talked about is, is just being prepared for extra costs. So when you go live off grid, like we said, you're not getting your electricity technically for free. So you're going to have to be prepared for those added costs of repairing or even having somebody come look at it. So if you are living off grid, don't call a solar company and be mad at them if they're like, it's going to be several hundred dollars for us to come take a look at your system because they have to make money. It costs money to send people out there all that kind of stuff. So even if you're not getting anything from them, technically like a physical product, you got to, you're still going to pay for somebody to come look at it and yeah. give you advice. And it, yeah, it's, it'd be a shock for a lot of people because some off grid land is dirt cheap, depending on where you buy it. Um, and so in a lot of, in a lot of cases, yeah. you, you, you very well could spend more money on providing power to your new off grid home than you will have spent on the land and the home. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's just, it's, I think that's the big thing is just being prepared for added expenses. Um, don't just think that you can live off of what your minimal, I guess, living costs would be of like food and water and, and vehicles or whatever, but being prepared for those, those other kind of expenses that, are going to come up one way or another. Um, so, yeah, and do the research on it too. Right? A lot of people get so fixated, they get super fixated on how cheap you can buy yeah. these little plots of land. Like middle yeah. middle of nowhere, northern Arizona, middle of nowhere, New Mexico, middle of nowhere, Utah. Yeah, you can get forty acres for pennies. You know, not literally, but you know, a few thousand <laughs> bucks, and you got yourself a big old plot of land. Um, yep. But there's a reason that it's that cheap. You have to realize there's a reason there it's, it's not, if, if it were expensive, there'd be reason for it to have a view or there would be friggin' gold in the ground or oil or water or a well of some sort. This, these desolate dried up pieces of land are cheap. So if you're thinking I'm going to retire by just buying this super cheap piece of land and I can pay cash for that and throw a, throw a $20,000 modular home on there you got to think of, of the amount of energy that you're going to use. Cause you could spend 7,000 on 10 acres and 10,000 on an old modular home. And then you're going to mess around and need $30,000 worth of solar. You weren't thinking about just to be able to live out there. That is correct. Yeah. I, and we're going to actually, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to do an episode that's about uh, different ways to re- to go off grid in terms of housing um just kind of some un- unconventional ways um and so that that way we can kind of go over those different things so you don't necessarily have to go and build a house or or only have a um 
a tiny house. There's other ways of living off grid. You're not you're not restricted to just one type of off grid living. So if you do want a cheaper way or a more cost effective way of living off grid, there there's definitely ways of doing it. So we'll do that one, um, and that's that's an episode coming up soon. So totally, we should cover that. That's a whole that's a whole thing in itself. Because yeah, the most most of the when I think of like people retiring off grid, I'm I'm thinking of our customer base right yeah. here in Northern Arizona that 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 buy the land, but you don't have to buy land. In fact, yep. you don't. In fact, you don't even have to be very far off the beaten path to be off grid. It's true. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah. that'll be a fun one. We'll, well actually, that. I think we'll have some uh, some guests on for that one. So stay tuned for that. Um, anything else from you, Kennelly, before we uh, head out? I think that about wraps that one up. Feel free to email us if uh, if we didn't cover anything that you wanted us to cover about this yeah. particular subject. Talk to us. Let us know what you think. Um, thanks so much for tuning in this week. Make sure to follow us along every week, or I guess most weeks, <laughs> since we took a couple weeks off there. Um, and send us send us an email. You know, if if you've got ideas for future episodes at info at shopoffgrid.com. Be sure to visit us at shopoffgrid.com to find all the different products and everything that you need for living off grid. Um, follow along on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.